Welcome to Season 5 of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast with Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, the biggest sci-fi podcast in the galaxy. The adventure is just beginning here at the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, and we invite you to come aboard the Starship Tangent. We know you'll enjoy the conversation, the laughter, the banner back and forth, and most of all, friends who love hanging out to talk about all things science fiction. Set your phasers to fun. Here we go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, the show where we have really fun discussions about all things sci-fi. But before I forget, we are part of the Trek Geeks Network, where you can find other really cool podcasts all about Star Trek, such as the Sci-Fi Sisters. And today, I want to talk about Trek because, well, that's what we do. We have discussions with other sci-fi, but then somebody brings up the Trek word and we talk about it. But today, this is, this is a good four-letter word, right? The Trek word, the T word, the T word, the T word, yeah, 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 yeah okay. exactly. Okay, just make sure. But yeah, no, it's a good word. I love it. Friends hate it probably, but I love it. Um, and today, because we are talking about Trek, I want to talk about one of the most divisive characters possibly in Star Trek history, and that is Neelix from Star Trek Voyager. You love him, you might hate him but you definitely have an opinion on Neelix. I love him, but there's a lot of stuff that Neelix does that's not so cool, but there's a lot of good stuff about Neelix. So today, I want to hopefully redeem the character of Neelix, and to help me do this are my usual fantastic sci-fi podcast hosts, Adina Mignona. Hello. Brian Donahue. Yo, 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 yo. It's Brian. Oh, yeah. From Ohio. Classic and Steve Merkin. All the way from the coast of California. How are you today? I'm good and I'm from Toronto. <laughs> That's how we say boring hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm now disappointed in myself. Would you like another hello? No. Hello round two from Adina. Hello, Leone. hello, hello, hello. That's like the three no, students. I, I, I don't have an I don't have an exciting hello. I just don't. Okay. Yes, and, and, Car- and don't carry do, on. And don't do okay. how like mini pearl. Nope. No, no, thank you. No, nope, that's not. I don't me. get the reference. I'll have to Google it. <laughs> yeah. So we, I feel like there's a lot of places we can go in this episode, but for the purposes of Anelis' discussion, I thought it would be helpful to look at two episodes. One represents what I think is the very worst of Neelix, even though it gets a little bit better by the end, and the second episode is one that I think is probably the best of Neelix, why I think Neelix is a good character. The first is parturition. Anybody want to help me? I still can't say the word. Is that how you say it? I, I, parturition? I, I thought it was just part. Oh, gosh. I don't know now. Yeah. yeah. See, see anyway, regardless of how you pronounce it, <laughs> it's the episode you might remember where Neelix gets super jealous of, of Tom Paris and mm-hmm. wastes perfectly good pasta in a food fight for no reason. That's you the mean episode. you mean hair, hair pasta? But I'm like hair the way Neelix described it. I'm pasta? like I'm, I'm kind That's of in. Very English way of saying it's pasta. You say it that pasta? way. Pasta. What, how do you say pasta. it? Pasta. Pasta. You... Pasta. 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 How did I say? It? I don't know. You said pasta. Pasta. Like it's in the past. Yeah, it's past no. pasta because it's from the nineties. Hmm. Sorry, right. I don't know what I'm doing. It's right. Okay. okay. But it's perfect. Parturition. Yes, I've watched this episode a lot, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Thank you. Um, But yeah, so my take on the episode is that we see the super jealous version of Neelix, the one where you're kind of like, it's a little bit icky. 
But let's just go around the table and share your thoughts on Neelix, your thoughts of Neelix before the, watching the episode and then mm. during the episode. Well, I'll go, first. I'll go, I'll go first. <laughs> go ahead, Brian. Uh, I just want it known uh, clear far and wide that I did not interrupt Chris's uh, introduction. <laughs> just want everybody to remember that. Okay. Chris, Bonus points for Gryffindel for doing that. <laughs> Gryffindel. That sounds like a street down the road. Okay. Pasta. <laughs> Anyways, we've already, well, we've done like 20 tangents already on this episode. I think so. Um, we, anyways, uh, I, Neelix was always one of those characters that I was like, there were episodes I really liked how they used him and what he did and what he said and what he had to do. And then episodes where I'm like, they could kill this character off yesterday, and I think I would be okay with this show still. So the two episodes you had us watch, I think that now, being older, more mature, I think I appreciate Neelix a lot more than I did when I have watched it when it was in its first run. And I don't remember exactly. I'm sure I could do the math, but I don't really want to, how, how young yes. I was back then. But... I think I these two episodes at least I appreciate his character much more. So, okay, awesome. All right, um, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I never considered him a strong character, and he was always there, but he seemed to like he always was like him meddling in. He's like that. He was always person there. That, huh? <laughs> he was That's always true. there. He was always there, and and just like he's on the side, kind of peripheral. And he's the cook, right? I mean, he brings, he's the cook. So is he sometimes more like the bartender where people come and sit down and say, hey, Neelix, what's going on? Or Neelix, what's happening with you? And it was, he never really had the impact for me that other characters had in the series. And like you said, Brian, um, if they wrote off his character, I don't think the show would have changed, either gotten worse or gotten better. I just, he just been another character that had been come and gone. Yeah, that's fair. Idea. I think wow. oh, I feel sorry. like I have a very different opinion. No, go yeah. go for it. Go I for think it. I think like you know, he was kind of the what I mean, was he supposed to be the quark of Voyager, that type of character? I mean, you mentioned bartender, the cook. He was also supposed to be their expert, right? Of that region yeah. of space. And I think they sometimes played that better than other times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, yeah, okay. I just, I didn't, I felt he was a little too feely, like, you know, just too emotional. And I didn't, I think that's what turned me off originally from the character. That's interesting. Adina, please. So I, I think I differ um, quite a bit from Stephen Bryan because I really like Neelix. Neelix to me was one of the highlights of just Voyager in general. And I oh, think interesting. it's because, and before rewatching any of these episodes, and I think it was because he was different. And mm-hmm. I think just, especially over the, the series, really well developed in terms of the details of his home planet, his family, his background, all those things were just interesting because oh hey here's something new okay yes we've we have a vulcan on board we've seen vulcans we've have like a half klingon before we've seen whatever so bringing in a character and i think they could only really do this effectively by introducing someone in you know the new quadrant that they're in as opposed to bringing someone from from home essentially so i always liked it because of that 
and, and you know for that reason mm-hmm. it was just he he's bringing a lot more color into the whole situation so i'm a that's, that's I'm definitely true. a he big w- neelix fan no sure. but you're right he he was probably the most emotional character on the show well and he's because he's not he's not starfleet you know right. so he's not he doesn't have that kind of background where you're trained to do the engineering or the security or command or any of those things that probably beat some of that out of you in order to focus mm-hmm. on your job. He or does, as so he really a, brings in a lot of color, which is I think needed. <laughs> whereas opposed to seven of nine came off as very unemotional mm-hmm. because she was Borg so, for right, you know, exactly. her whole life. Yes. So there was the, you know, and they're in between is the doctor. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do yeah. want to add too that. I appreciated Neelix for what he was supposed to do for the show. Um, I just, he just wasn't my favorite. Like I I was mm-hmm. a big Harry Kim fan. I always liked Harry Kim and Tom Paris, that dynamic felt like Voyager did that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something else. I, I love the say. doctor. I love the yeah, doctor. The doctor he's show. like, for me, he's the standout of the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Like, it's the oh, doctor and seven. I know like, a lot of like, people, yeah. a lot of people think that, but I was, I, I was and again I'm dedicated a uh, dedicated I'm 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 halfway committed to doing a total Voyager rewatch because mm-hmm. again in the original run I was frustrated with Voyager because I felt like they did kind of have some like they just played some of the regular traditional characters they had the Spock character which was mm-hmm. Tuvok you mm-hmm. know we mm-hmm. had kind of a data character in the Doctor mm-hmm you know, we had a wharf character yeah. in Bellana mm-hmm. Taurus, you know, that so I felt like there was just some easy things they kind of put in there that they felt maybe people would expect and want. And so mm-hmm. Neelix being perhaps the most out of the box character. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's why I liked him so yeah, much. Probably yeah, probably. And but for the doctor, like I'm I, I I'm interested to watch it again, is what I'm saying, to see if my perspective and yeah. changes on all the characters. And and to be honest, you know, as I've said in the past, by the time Voyager was showing up, I was I was going through Star Trek burnout. I just had had mm-hmm. so much of it, one series after the next, it, rather than you know, okay, TOS, and then a big void of literally almost twenty years between series mm-hmm. and series, and then you get bang another series, bang, you know, and and how are they changing it? Okay, well now they're lost in the Delta Quadrant. And I don't even remember from the first episode how they ended up there in the first place, why they were Mm -hmm. stuck there. But I understand it was, you know, putting them out all by themselves and and their adventure of, you know, being lost almost like, I hate to say it, but almost like Space 1999, where the moon is cast away and they got to figure out how they're going to survive. And so that's what the adventure was. But by that time, I was kind of like worn out so... You know, I don't have a lot of fond memories, and maybe, like yourself, Brian, maybe it's worthy of a rewatch. I think it is, and I I think too. You you guys should watch. Adina's pointed out in the past. I don't remember if we did it on air, but the center seat documentary that's on Prime, Mm, right? Mm -hmm. So good. It goes through each series and the original films. I assume it's going to go through the next generation films too. I don't know if it does though when Mm -hmm. it was made. But it talks about Voyager, and I was surprised because I always thought Voyager was this phenomenal hit. It really Mm. wasn't. Um, And so that was surprising to me. It had its fan base, but it wasn't the overwhelming 
hit that Paramount was really hoping for, mm-hmm. especially in talking about launching that horrible network UPN, you know? Oh, UPN. Um, <laughs> I liked a couple but of the shows I, on it, but... I mean, I remember, though, when Voyager was premiering, because I was very excited about mm-hmm. the female captain. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. I think one of our listeners, who was my roommate in college at the time, Tess, I think we we watched it in our dorm room together when that mm. premiered. Okay. I wow. It was a I, big I, deal. Know, I, but I, I remember be, um, yeah. I remember it was huge. I was very well, I was in the middle of college then in a knowing that I was going into a very male do, I was majoring in a very male dominated field, going into mm-hmm. a very male dominated industry. <laughs> so to see already on screen, okay, Star Trek this amazing thing is going to, we're having a female captain. Mm-hmm. It, it was, a, I remember feeling, wow, this is awesome. I'm so happy. And again, it turned out it, it, Voyager overall has ne- never surplant, supplanted, you know, Next Generation is my favorite series, mm-hmm. but I still love Catherine Janeway and yeah, the concept she's she's of amazing. it. But mm-hmm. we should probably talk about Neelix Morris. Yeah, yeah. so I just, want to say one thing that sort of ties us back to Neelix, and I think this is a bit different than where I was planning on going, but I think it's something we have to address with the character, is that I think Neelix is a product of the fact that, like, like if Neelix is like Voyager, he had all this potential, but then they didn't really deliver on that a lot mm-hmm. of the times. I think that was a big issue with Voyager. But my impression of Neelix growing up was always... I always liked him because I always felt like he was like the uncle, like a godfather, like the parent, because right. he was always so helpful and really, you know, was friendly towards people. And that's why I picked our second episode, Once Upon a Time, because of him and Naomi Wildman and how he uh, is with her. He was her godfather. Yeah, yeah, he was her yeah. godfather. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, But I always thought like he's the godfather, but I always felt like he just reminded me like of an uncle, like mm-hmm. of a friendly uncle that, you know, was always there to help you out when you mm-hmm. needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so rewatching Neelix or rewatching Voyager much later in life, it's like, oh, wow, I forgot that Neelix was kind of terrible in the fir- early seasons because there's the whole thing with Kess where I feel like there's an age difference like between the actors. And then also like <laughs> it's hard when it's like she's two years mm-hmm. old, but it's in Ocampa mm-hmm. time, yeah. which is different. Um, and, but then like the reason I picked our first episode is just because of how jealous he is. And there's other episodes that illustrate that mm. too, where he's just super jealous of other people who mm-hmm. are around Kess. Um, and he seemed very overprotective. So, so I thought, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I want to jump in and say, you know, yeah. that doesn't. So the relationship always did bother me. And I and I'm, yeah. was very thankful when they had, when they were doing their own thing and had their own scenes. And eventually they, you know, broke up and everything. The relationship just always, I think possibly because of the age thing-ish. I don't know, yeah. but it just never bothered. It always bothered me. But mm. then again, I'm going to say when I've gone back to think about it, in all of Trek, most relationships between main characters have bothered me. The exception being Troy and Riker. That one mm. always felt always felt right. Every mm-hmm. other main character, like Odo and Kira, I never got behind that. I'm sorry. I, I know a lot of I'm, people I'm love it. Opposite. I never. I am a never huge defender. Actually, one. I have a video about that coming yeah. out hopefully next week. Yeah. Okay. Well, so anyway, so so but but speaking of yeah. Neelix, so okay, Neelix, so we're on Neelix. Neelix. So, yeah. But <laughs> that whole concept of how jealous he was, and especially in that episode, though, that just didn't bother me or didn't make me not like him more because it felt very realistic. Mm-hmm. People get jealous. And sometimes people misbehave 
and punch out a guy. Do like really that stupid happens things. in real life. Yes. Yes. And people do. It's it so it felt just natural and real. Not that he's like some horrible guy, but he just has these feelings and people have those feelings. That's yeah. A, yeah. That's a real can, thing. Can I tell you a real story? Mm-hmm. A real story? When my best friend, real, real story, when my okay. best friend Dean went off to college to learn gunsmithing, he told me, would you take, please make sure that his girlfriend at the time, Ruth, would you make sure that she's, you know, watch her and make sure that everything's okay, that she isn't going out with her guys and she oh. stays true to me, blah, blah, blah. So I said, sure. So I would spend time with Ruth. We'd go out to dinner. We'd go see a movie, something. He came back from, from college. And he literally had a jealousy attack saying that I was stealing his girlfriend. And I said, no, I'm doing what you asked me to do. But his jealousy was, I, I had to calm him down. Yeah. Now, so I, it's I true. Like that it. can happen. Yes. It can happen. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it can be ugly, but it's real yeah. and it's not yeah. unrecoverable in the sense of, mm. we all know that this happens to people. Yeah. This isn't well, the end of the world that people have real emotions. And I was thinking a lot about like why this bothers people, because I, I know that this mm. bo- you know bothers people. Yeah. And so there's something about I feel like we put the main characters in Trek and all series of Trek on this pedestal <laughs> and they have to be like heroes and perfect. And it's OK when they're when they misbehave because mm-hmm. they were taken hostage by, you know, they're inhabited by an alien or there's a disease right. or whatever. But when they have real <laughs> negative emotions, we don't accept it. We don't allow mm. it. And that's that's weird or something. I don't know what it is, but yeah. well, by the end know. of the episode, yeah. they're friends again because the right. bonding yeah. they had over the the Lalian creature. So and they got, got past there. Worked, they well, got past it. Through it, which is good. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, but so it I guess the the moral of that story, my 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 tirade is yeah. it doesn't bother me because it's real. Mm-hmm. Right. It's real. It's just I think like even uh, like correct me if I'm wrong, but even behind the scenes, so like we gotta deal with this Neelix and Paris thing. Like this is too much. Let's just have an episode dedicated to the like let's have it be the focus and then resolve mm-hmm. it because i feel like there's so many episodes and this is the problem when you're only just talking about one it's hard not to think about the others but it just felt like neelix for a large part of season one and season two is just default in that mode like granted he's doing other stuff but i feel like as soon as he deviates from that and becomes godfather neelix i feel mm-hmm. like his character is much stronger oh yeah but, for sure um yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting point, though. You're right, because we do tend to, like, I think we forget that, for one thing, Neelix isn't Starfleet, and we also tend to forget that our heroes are also human. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Trek human-ish. characters... Human-ish. Yeah, human-ish. <laughs> human-ish. Yeah, yes, human-ish. Yes, yes, yes. Human-ish. Yeah. In that they will still make mistakes, and they're not as perfect mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. as we mm-hmm. think they are, okay. or we hope they are. But we don't um, allow so for that. You know, like, we're, we're apparently just general. I mean, I allow for that, but I think generally we... <laughs> Don't well, allow but I think that. it's it's hard because I feel like TNG has taught us that if anybody misbehaves, it's for those reasons you mentioned. There's an alien, mm-hmm. they're possessed, mm-hmm. some weird thing is going on. Nobody ever just has an argument. Um, yeah. Sarah, so yeah, is no, my, you know, throwing his negative emotions at everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's it's Great it's that episode. issue. It's um, <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I definitely uh, take your take your point with that. Now, what, how do people feel? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So, I'm sorry, Chris. So how do you feel about because we're kind of hyper focused here on Neelix, but 
Um, That's what you the know, episode's about. Ta- right. Well, Our episode but, today. <laughs> but Tom Tom Paris's character, though, he, he admittedly had some feelings, and he shared that with Harry. Right. And, you know, so he did what any guy would do, what any person would do is, you know, when Neelix got mad at him, act like there was nothing at all there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd... So for me, it's I also guess normal. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's normal. Yeah. 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 He, he <laughs> did. I mean, he basically did the best he could. So, yes, feelings happen. Right. Yeah. And he wasn't going to act on them. He told his closest friend about them, which, mm-hmm. OK, sure. He told us. Yeah. yeah he, he, did wasn't all the right and he wasn't doing anything about it. So, yeah. And, and then, so, yeah. So to. When confronted about yeah, it, there is yeah. no reason for him to be on. He doesn't have to be honest about it, especially yeah. if it's not. It's not going to help. Right. So that's again all normal stuff. Well, yeah, I didn't think there was anything wrong with how he. I think he tried to do his best. Like he, he was trying to be. He was just like, you know, I don't even want to have lunch, Harry. Just like, can we just have lunch together? And then that you know, was hysterical. That was hysterical. And then Harry he gets was avoiding her bridge. at all costs. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I feel like. And this is where it's hard to like not separate the writing because if Neelix had if they had written him strong enough to really show his worth to see this is only one aspect of Neelix, I think it would have been easier. But I feel like this episode mm. does a good job of they deal with it in a good way. And then we get to see the more fatherly side of Neelix mm-hmm. as he's trying to care for the right the infant, uh, like yeah. the baby. Mm-hmm. I guess is well, the best just way of describing that it. Neelix was hyperly emotional. Yeah, it's either mm-hmm. one extreme or the other. Either he's super jealous or super nurturing. It's it's you know, and yeah. that's that's what his character I think was created to be the hyper, mm-hmm. per, you know, have the hyper emotions of anyone. And I I hey, love you know who directed this episode. I know hey. Johnny Boy, Johnny Frank, Johnny F. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Oh yes, yeah. the very yeah. beginning. Oh yeah, Jonathan Jonathan directed Frakes? the episode. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I didn't catch that. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, always, I always watch to see who the right who the directors are. Yeah, I, I usually do. I moments. can't believe I missed that. Yeah, I think yeah, I was yeah. making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for my kids. Is why I missed that. Nice. <laughs> um, and you didn't bring some for the whole crew. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> my son was pissed at me today because I left the crust on his bread, and oh, well, is this normally our first mom swear? makes makes the sandwiches, <laughs> and uh, I helped her out a little bit extra the other day. But anyways, I digress. I, uh, yeah, thank we, you. We <laughs> speaking <laughs> of hair pasta uh, uh <laughs> fantastic comedic point in the episode but i loved the humor in partrician or whatever we're calling it parturition uh, parturition parturition really yeah. great humor in this and i think it was good they put excuse me they put some humor into this mm-hmm. to make it you know, I mean, obviously lighter, but also to show kind of the ridiculous nature of how jealousy can make us behave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to just kind of put a little tickle in there for us. But I love, Chris, the progression of Neelix, because even though this is like a part of his character where you're describing it as it's just not the best of Neelix, some mm-hmm. of the worst of Neelix. I think it it becomes some of the best of Neelix because the ability yeah, to like, admit you mean like, the... that you overreacted, mm-hmm. the ability mm-hmm. to forgive and to not just say I forgive you, but they become friends at the end of yeah, this episode. Yeah, they become like you know? legitimate friends. That's like some of the best of anybody. Mm-hmm. 
And I'll be honest, part of it was my memory because when I wrote the questions, I was like, no, actually, I'm trying to remember when I watched it, but it's like Mm -hmm. it's been a long time since I've seen it. But Mm -hmm. I feel like you're right. Like there is a really good progression. Like when they eventually become friends and they admit to each other, they're like that. Yeah, they overreacted. And they Mm -hmm. even have like date night later in the series when they're like, hey, let's go take our ships out on date night, uh, which is a fun. It's not a great episode, but like Tom gets a new ship. Okay. Oh, and then and then Neelix is like, oh, I got my like, I can't remember the name of his freighter that he has at the start of the show. And he's like, let's take our ships out for a spin. And it's just like, oh, it's like, hey, two bros having a cool, that. fun okay. night. Yeah, it's like season six. Chris, like, I think Adina's dying I here just, to talk. I'm yeah. to say something. I'm to say something. The senator from Louisiana yields his time to uh, Adina. Go right ahead, Adina. I it just I just remembered the one other time I can think of in any episode where a character misbehaved and they weren't under the influence of anything. Okay. Original series, the trouble with Tribbles when Scotty what? starts the brawl with the Klingons. It isn't. What is it? it isn't. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that the Enterprise should be hauling garbage. Right. I mean, yes. Enterprise is garbage. garbage. Yes. So it did yeah. happen at least one other time. Mm. Yes, he did that because he was defending the ship. Of course, yeah. he didn't defend Kirk, but he defended the ship. The point is, is he went and he, he started a brawl. He started punching people. Yes. <laughs> that again, right. Lassie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah drink, we, drink. But we don't, we don't, for some reason, I think. I don't know, somehow, maybe because of the times or something, mm-hmm. or because he's Scottish and I guess we expect that that's yeah. how they act, you know, or something. We don't ever bring this up as like, oh gosh, you know, Scotty had some troubling behavior. Mm-hmm. No one ever what? has ever <laughs> said that about that scene. Not yeah. about that scene. I mean, there's other characters who we can bring up, but they're from another series. Yeah. We don't need to get but into why that. not that yeah. scene? But why, but, but why don't we do it for that? I guess. Well, again, just because I'm, I don't want to start a tangent. I have a lot of it? issues with O'Brien and like his situation. I love O'Brien to mm-hmm. death, but I've got mm-hmm. I've got issues with some of his behavior. Um mm-hmm. small things, but it's just okay, like well, we'll talk, yeah. that's the yeah, yeah. it's not. That's I, I just had to remember there was another time yeah. when someone actually got out of line, yeah. very inappropriately got out of line. Mm-hmm. Nearly could have possibly caused like an internet or inner species. Intergalactical incident, actually. Intergalactical. Inter- yes, mm-hmm. inter- yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But okay. I just felt bad okay. for the bartender. He wanted to right. drink. Um, <laughs> uh, you got great questions. Why don't you continue yeah, on with them, Chris? What, 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 what How about where, what do you think right of the, the episode? Yeah, overall, what did you think about the... Is that what you're talking about this episode? Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're kind of all over the place. I think Steve should go first since he's so Yeah, final thoughts about the episode. Okay, right. I think the writer watched the movie Enemy Mine. In that (laughs) a human and an alien are on a space, they crash land on a planet, they have to find shelter, they seek shelter. A baby lizard is born, right? It brings the characters (laughs) together, and they're finally saved by the humans. Right. Okay. Also, there's one other thing about these two episodes that we watched in that I did not Mm -hmm. know, but Tom Paris is supposed to be the best pilot. On the Voyager, right? Yeah. Yet he crashes mm-hmm. two shuttlecrafts. Of, cru- of <laughs> so course, true. one is lost completely in the episode we're talking about, and the other one they have to they have to um, um, transport it back up to the Voyager, or it's lost forever. So if he's his great pilot, I don't think I'd it's want him a, flying me around. Out of his ion, control. Ion storms. 
<laughs> ion storms. Yeah. Darn ion ask, storms. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'll, I have one question for Dina after we do final thoughts. Okay. Okay. Even though it's technically a. All right. Save it for then. So I but otherwise. This, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. I, no, no. I thought this episode was delightfully humorous and a little ridiculous in all the right ways. And I really love how Neelix just kind of came to understand. And even Tom Paris was honest. Mm-hmm. I loved that. They had a real honest, you know, person to person moment. And it was great. I really, I really liked that. We need more honest moments like that amongst us humans here on earth to mm-hmm. where we can mm-hmm. just be frank with each other, but also, but with the purpose of, you know, working through this stuff. And mm-hmm. I love that they did that. I think, I think Gene Roddenberry would have been proud of this episode. Yeah. They definitely have like the good, like, um, I don't even know what you call it, but I feel like in the sitcom, if you were to watch like a, both like classic family sitcom, you get the done, uh, where it's like they have their lesson music. Mm-hmm. And then they have the music where the, the moment where it's like, okay, let's get heartfelt and let's figure this out. And it's like, that's what Trek is about. Like it's these conversations where, hey, let's work it out. And also let's let's save the day by saving the alien, which is really cool that or not really save the day, but it's like, hey, we're doing a good thing. And yeah, the alien was like, oh, kind of like, yeah, yeah, you did it. Even Sometimes I didn't really say thank you. It takes one thing to unite two people or two nations, one common ground thing where they, you know, this Neelix passionately argues that they care for this little mm-hmm. creature and Tom Parrish reluctantly agrees and they start to love it and care for it and nurse for it. And it was just great. Like that was their common ground. That's what brought them together to talk about everything and to overcome their situations. So it was okay. beautiful. I liked it. Adina. Well, I'm just going to say, you know, Brian really said everything that needed to be said about this episode okay. and I enjoyed it too. Yeah. Good. Same boat, same thing. And it did make me cry yeah. for a little, for one second. That Aww. one didn't make me cry. I wasn't too emotional with that one, but the next episode, oof, that was rough. Um, but last question, this is one's for Adina. Trigevic particles. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, it, but but that's fine. Inventing oh, yeah, I know, I know. It's... random stuff. That's what it's all about. So that's fine. That's fine. But yes, okay. that's completely invented. It's just stuff. like it's just like <laughs> I was. I wish they had picked something that they had already made up. It's such a stupid way of saying it, but like go back to something that we already know that exists in their universe. <laughs> it's just like yet another thing. But um, I'm I'm okay with still... the. It, in in Star Trek, especially, I am okay with the yet another thing, and you know, I think I do think that people have to do that carefully because yes, it can turn into yet another thing, but yeah. you know, to some, especially given that they are in a new part of the galaxy, I think they can have a little bit more leeway than the that that kind of yet another thing happening here in the Alpha Quadrant. Mm, okay, fair. At least yeah, that's I'll, that's I'll, how I oh, yeah, make I'll, my piece. I'll with buy it. that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So once upon a time, and for those listening, this is in maybe if you haven't seen the episode in a long time, this is one where Tom Tuvok and Enton Wildman are on the Delta Flyer and they crash into they crash into a planet and get buried into buried beneath a bunch of rock and it looks like they're gonna die. And so Neelix has to basically entertain Naomi and help her 
through this situation where they figure out how to go get the crew back. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what did everyone think about it? Um, overall impressions for the episode, the Neelix character. Okay. Who, who's going to go first? Who has thoughts? I'll, 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 thought be, it, I'll be honest. Uh-huh. No, I'm just going to very quickly, like, so just really because of just how the week aligned, I only mm-hmm. watched, rewatched the first half of the episode. Oh, my goodness okay. gracious. Okay. I know. I know. Oh, you get the big payoff at the end. We don't even know you anymore, Adina. I know. Well, I feel like I sort of remember it mm-hmm. from watching it years ago. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. mean, I feel like I still have some memories. Okay. And of course, I kind of, you know, read what happened, but I only right. actually, yeah. But I watched okay. other, because I, well, I wanted to also watch like other bits of Neelix and other episodes mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm. I got to say, I, I thought this was a solid episode. It's not going to yeah. be on anyone's mm-hmm. list for greatest Trek episodes ever. Mm-hmm. But I I like Naomi. I like her mom. And I, you know, being a dad, man, I was thinking I was the one in that shuttle hurt and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I cried on this one, too. And mm-hmm. um, and those that know me really well know that's not a, no one's going, oh, that's a shocker. <laughs> Brian cried at a movie or a TV show. <laughs> um, but uh, I, anyways, it, I thought it was great. And I got to say, there was this. There was a scene that really made me go, whoa. And I thought it was a wonderful little scene on the shuttle where Tuvok actually offers some sympathy yeah. and some help and advice. That mm-hmm. was a really great moment uh, in that episode. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, agree. I just, yeah, I just loved also like Neelix is just doing his best to be a good godfather and mm-hmm. to protect her. Yeah. I want to say though, I do have an issue and I know that he's not Starfleet, but I feel like he snapped at Captain Janeway. It was just a little over the top. I would have liked a little. Oh yeah, more yeah. When he back when he was yelling at her. Yeah, in, and you know, again, I I was surprised because again, I haven't watched Voyager a lot. I I would have thought, oh my, Janeway's going to put him in his place here any minute. Mm-hmm. But she has great sympathy for him and understanding where he's coming from. And mm-hmm. gives him a lot of leeway. And so I thought that was pretty awesome too. Like she didn't just, you know, he he wasn't really trying to circumvent her command or he wasn't trying mm-hmm. to disrespect her. He was emotional about the situation and she allowed him that that kind of space to express that and then brought him into her lounge, you know, whatever office area and Mm-hmm. They got frank about it. So I just, I thought mm-hmm. that was a cool part of the show. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's like really good episode. It also just was really emotional because, well, it made me cry a lot just because like I'm, even though my mom had passed like, or two years ago now, I feel like it's still, it's hitting me a lot more in the last like, mm-hmm. month Ooh. or so. And so some of that stuff was hard to watch, but then it's like, okay, I'm, but I'm also like, Hey, it's okay because, it works out for her. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's like Ensign Wildman is fine and they get they get like I I was pretty sure that was gonna happen. And then also I'm in a place now where I feel like okay, I can handle it. So mm-hmm. it wasn't the hardest thing, but it was still rough to watch on and off. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let's go back to uh let's go back to Ion Storms, let's get some more action just for a minute. Let me just right, take a right. breather. Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta um, say too, Chris, I'm surprised. 
I feel like the special effects on this show aren't holding up for me like they do on Deep Space Nine. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I, the special effects. I like all the shuttlecraft scenes, especially on the planet, I felt looked like they were um, yeah. you know, obviously from the era of the show. It was at the nineties, early two thousands, and so or was it just the two? When did the show come out? No, no, it so was the late nineties. Late nineties. So yeah, so, season five. So this 90s, would have yeah. been yeah. Yeah. So you know, I know at some point Deep Space Nine transitioned to all CGI. Um, and I don't know, I don't know the history of Voyager when they did that, if they did that, but I just, Mm -hmm. that's another thing that kind of surprised me about these two episodes while it's okay. You know, it's passable. I'm going to watch it because it's Mm -hmm. Trek. Um, but I I feel like D space nine's effects held up much better than Voyager's has. And even next generation too. Uh, I would agree with that. Next generation holds up for me a a way does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Voyager does not in that. Isn't that interesting? So there's two things. it's got to no. be budget related, I think. Well, yeah. it's, it's hard because, like, yeah. I think, like, for next gen, it's we get the remastered now, which is gorgeous. And it's so hard to go mm-hmm. back. And, like, even I see clips of TNG before the remaster, it's mm-hmm. hard to watch. And then I find, like, because I watch a lot of my Trek on my phone. Mm-hmm. And then so I was watching Voyager on the big screen. And it's just like, whoa, like, because it's, it doesn't hold up very well. So I don't know mm-hmm. if maybe that's a factor of it, I too. Gotta, but I yeah, gotta... like, the. Yeah, I think honestly, like I just I I remember at the time watching it going, I just don't like the sets. I don't like the Voyager mm. sets. The interior of that ship. Oh, you don't like the interior? I did not like I hate that long table, the the ready room table. I, I don't oh, think I love that it. What looks, a great place to lounge. You know, I just yeah. I'd hate I don't like that table at all. And so that was part of it too. The interior of the ship I even originally remember going and I know it's a smaller ship. It's supposed to be different, you know, and I'm kind of an Enterprise purist. It was purist. lit very different yeah. from Enterprise. Yeah. Which I think makes a big, a huge difference. Yeah, definitely different. Okay. Um, before you uh, go, before you oh, go. Oh, yeah, yeah, Steve. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, Steve's that's... still okay. here. Hi, hey. folks. Hey. I mean, no, Steve. I'm just sitting back here. Sitting back here. But I don't remember this episode at all. But again, mm. like I said, I was pretty by the fifth season of that. I was pretty burnt out with Star Trek altogether, so I don't remember it. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions. Hopefully, you guys can answer these. Yeah. Oh. This Willy Wonka world that she has on the holodeck okay. was it mm-hmm. in any prior episodes? I don't think so. I think this is the first so. episode okay. because everyone uh, in all the crew members remembered how vividly how wonderful it was all this episode yeah, and right. that yep. episode. And I played it as a kid. And it, so I thought like, oh, my God, this is really something very special for them to make such a big deal out of it. But as it turns out, it's only a one episode event or one episode storyline. So that was a little confusing. Again, having no memory. Na- um, Naomi, she has the little things on her forehead, oh, mm-hmm. yes. but her mom is human. Yeah. So dad. where did that come from? I don't know. And and if you can explain that, I was because I was a little curious about that makeup that they did for her, even though she was very human in every other aspect. Um, and let's let's and answer where, that, Chris. Where? Okay, where, can yeah, you well, please so, go ahead. So this is where I get confused. So I know. Uh, I can't remember what species she is, but like her father 
is a different species. Okay. So she's half human, she's... half the other species. Okay. But what I can't figure out about Katarian. the character. Katarian. Do they okay. age differently? I, I'm just, I didn't remember that. I am just looking it up on Memory Alpha while well, we're I was going to so say, that's, like okay. that is, that's why it yeah. exists, to be able to answer these yep. questions. Yeah. But the yep. aging has always confused me because she's born in season two. Uh-huh. And she's like, actually, not even, well, it's such a good episode where it's like, okay. she's not a clone. She's kind of a clone. She's born in season two. And then by season five, so it's only three years later. And I I think they go by the same amount of time. So it's only three mm-hmm. years for the characters. But then okay. she's already like nine or 10. Yeah. So that's and, always kind of surprised and me. And from the very beginning, Neelix was attached to her. She's been yeah. with other yeah. episodes. So they had established yes. that relationship. Because yeah. it's and he is the re- godfather. He is her godfather. Right, right. He, so he that's is been established. Her godfather. Yes. And I accepted those things for face value because you know, having no memory or not having watched this, the series. Um, and then the other thing was, and it was kind of a little strange, and I maybe I'm missing it, but it seemed like everyone was concerned about Naomi and her mom, that they were going to serve, that she was going to survive, that she wasn't going to lose her. Her daughter was going to lose her mom and, you know, all that. And and that was really, really telling about Neelix having gone through the loss of his family. I mean, there was a quick backstory there, which was great to establish Mm -hmm. why Neelix feels the Mm -hmm. way he does. But Mm -hmm. it just seemed to be that not everybody was concerned about the welfare of Tom or (laughs) or. Tuvok is like, oh, by the way, they're also there on the shuttle and they're going to die as well. But it just seemed like they were more concerned about. Naomi and her feelings about her mom. Yeah, well, because I, they were leaving, leaving a well, no, not strange they at all. Leaving, they yeah. weren't leaving a kid behind. That's a that's a big deal. Yeah, like that well, is uh, a bigger. I, I'm gonna say. I mean, it's sad if any of them were right. That were happened, but no, it's a, it's. A, I'm gonna say it's. I feel like it's a little bigger deal when you've got you're leaving a kid behind. And and they also threw in the fact that the only one severely injured on the shuttle crash was the mom. Not yeah. the other two characters, but yeah. I did like the fact that there was a shuttle pod one moment where Tom is recording his last messages and he turns to Tuvok and he says, are you going to do that? He goes, no, I, I I like to write things down, you know, and I thought that was really a great moment of each one of them dealing with their potential loss. So that was mm-hmm. that was really good. But then again, at the very end. In the last, as with most Star Trek, in the last five it minutes, is a Star Trek episode. <laughs> it's solved. The problem is solved in the simplest way. They get out there, and Mom is completely healed. Boom! Again, it is a Star Trek episode. Yeah, I, know. Well, I mean, the exactly. doctor cure cancer like instantly this would not accept, with anything. the exception of D Space Nine. Get into the fourth and remaining seasons of D Space Nine. That's not yeah. as true. That they wrap everything up in the last oh yeah for sure five minutes yeah Yeah. but like Voyager is very much like let's reset still episodic episode yeah yeah Yeah. so because we want to get done through the story we throw in the ion storm it makes the it's it's the disruptor in the story it's the there's always the countdown like we got to get to this done before it's too late or whatever the warp's gonna blow or who knows what so they had that it was again that old Star Trek formula that was in the episode absolutely I gotta say Chris I love thank you for having these two episodes for us to look through because I I'm now a remade reincarnated refreshed in my fandom of the tom paris character okay, i forgot good. that I, I really did love his character 
Yeah, I, I, I'm a Tom Ferris fan too. Oh my gosh, yeah. I say Tom per- Ferris. Tom Ferris. You said something. <laughs> yeah, How do you feel it. about Nick, Lacar- Nick Lacarno? Yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of wish they would have just made him Nick Lacarno. Honestly, they wanted to, but, but they, I think there was some rights issues where apparently this is. If really? I'm wrong, please correct okay. me in the in like in face in the Facebook group or wherever. But I think it's because an other writer that they had who wasn't. Or another a writer specifically came up with that character. So if they were going to use Nick Lacarno, they would have had to pay that individual rights for the use mm. of that name. Interesting. I think is what it came down to. Interesting. So they had to have Tom Paris with a very similar story, but not quite the same story. Not but not um, quite the same, which is which is I think a good thing. And also wink wink nudge nudge a good thing yeah. for recent things that we've seen. Yeah, which I got. I, even though I knew it was happening, I saw it on my shorts feed, and I'm like still behind. So I got to finish that up. Okay. But, uh, oh, is this a lower decks thing? Yeah. This might okay. Be a lower gotcha. Decks this thing. is. Oh, I, have, I, I haven't watched the last episode, season ten yet. So all I'm going to say, well, so if you, so well, <laughs> that, this is the thing. If you haven't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just had the yeah. season finale of, of yeah, last four, week. So. No, 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 no. I said it wrong. I said 10 four. I meant to I'm say like, episode Whoa, 10. What have I missed? No, it's, this is four. four. Okay. This is season four. It was episode 10, which now it seems like that's the Trek thing 10 episodes. I know. Yeah. It's really yeah. annoying. We need more. Well, so after episode nine, I made my kiddo watch first duty, the Star Trek Next Generation episodes, first One duty the and the lower decks. Yes. And then we go to watch the season finale of season four, and two seconds into the Two seconds oh, in, I look at I was, Frank. I'm like, "You glad I made you see, watch those?" He's like, "Oh, yeah. I'm now I'm curious." That I'm means like, he, he got he got everything that you saw, like especially right on the opening. Okay, jeez, oh, okay. They have to catch up. All everyone catch up on lower. Yeah, I just got I it. just got one more episode. <laughs> really I just got number ten, number ten. Catch up. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Any, Neelix, any, Neelix, 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 Neelix. Yeah. Any to final Neelix, thoughts what we're about talking. Neelix and about how I handled the situation uh, before you wrap it up? Okay. I think Neelix did the best he could. I think he was trying to keep Naomi's best interest at heart. And I loved how Janeway really was like, gave him space and time to think through his ultimate decision, but kind of really laid it out there and said, Neelix, I I need you to tell her, you know, in essence, it's time she knows. She's a smart girl. She's sensing something is off. You know, sometimes you just got to say yeah. it. You just got to go there and wa- a lot like Janeway said, walk her through it. Be there for her mm-hmm. as she responds and reacts to it. So I, I thought this episode was rather delightful and fun, heartwarming and touching. You know, again, I, I'm, I'm still not like this huge Neelix fan, although I'm super excited to meet Ethan Phillips at Trek Long Island. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm wondering gonna, which one of us like, is going to bring that up first. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be super cool. Armin Shimmerman, too, but I digress. And, uh, I, will, I, will say this. I will say this. You swank, yeah. My very first Star Trek convention, I wasn't a big Neelix fan at all, but he was. he showed up on stage to talk and literally had us all belly laughing. I bet the man personally is extremely that. funny. And I and I went, this is the same character. This is the same guy. He's he's just so darn funny. So you know, it's it it's it's acting, kids. It's mm-hmm. acting. Yep, exactly. 
Uh, Adina, final thoughts? Well, so about this episode or about Neelix in general? I guess about this episode about Neelix in general. Okay. Well, so about mismatch, Neelix in general, I, again, I don't have a lot to say about the specific episode other than, I mean, generally, yes, I like Uncle Neelix or Godfather Neelix with, with Naomi. I think that was <laughs> that was always mm-hmm. lovely. But the episode that I am, I'm surprised you didn't tell us that we should watch is the one, um, what was it, Endgame? It was the one where Neelix leaves the ship. Oh, you know what? That would have been good. Because I feel like that good. is like actually a really powerful Neelix episode. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, that's a big deal. He's been been with these people for several years, and he's leaving to basically instantly have like a new instant family, which he just clicked with these people, and it just made oh, it, yeah. it just made sense. And even though I'm generally against the whole like insta love thing. <laughs> it was a different kind. This well, this was a different kind of mm-hmm. love. It was more yeah. of a family love versus a like you know sexual lusty thing, mm-hmm. and it just fit. It, I, I felt it fit really well. And so mm-hmm. I'm actually just surprised that you didn't tell us, "Hey, go watch this." Yeah, episode that would have been prepare. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was. An I'm error. full of good ideas. <laughs> Why okay. you get paid to do that? <laughs> we get it. Um, you send stuff way far into outer space. I know. Out loud. Writing books left and right. I'll just say one thing. My my wife, we were talking about it, and she said, What was was Neelix like the Dr. Flox character from Enterprise? That's I'm so glad you brought that up. And, I love it. I love and, it. And and yes, in a sense that because he's the moral center and the one who is trying to be as optimistic about everything. But I do think that Dr. Flox comes off as a better character because there is a moral center to him. And that also follows with your favorite character, Adina, Dr. Mm-hmm. McCoy, in that he's that moral center on the I ship. Wouldn't, I would agree that of calling Dr. Flox a moral center of Enterprise. I, I would agree. And mm-hmm. I agree that Dr. Flox is definitely one of my favorite characters in Enterprise, and that w- character works so well. And as much as I like Neelix in Voyager, I don't know if I would call him the moral center. Yeah, okay. I, would, Especially I would call because he's the sense, emotional, yeah. maybe the emotional center. Yeah, it's, which is not the same thing. Yeah, yeah It's yeah, weird, okay. because I never thought about it in the sense can of I, can like... I, can I change my testimony right now? <laughs> Update my Other testimony. Reflects. I'd like to strike the word emotion. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, other than they are the most kind of like humanoid aliens ish in the crew, I don't necessarily see a lot of similarity between Phlox and mm-hmm. Neelix. They yeah. have very different educational and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dr. Phlox was like married five times and has a bunch of kids. Neelix's yeah. family was like destroyed, you know, killed in a war. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really see a lot of similarities between them Mm -hmm. other than they have because they're alien Mm -hmm. and then they have unique knowledge because they're aliens Mm -hmm. really i don't see them as i I always just thought it go ahead chris yeah i was gonna say i always just thought of them as similar kind of characters just because like obviously different professions as you say but like they're both like very jovial and it's like they they try to be super positive all the time and i always felt like (laughs) dr fox is what they hope neelix was going to be and Doctor, like in the sense that, like, up, like the famous line, "Optimism, Captain," where he's yes, kind of the yes. the one who's just so curious about other cultures. He enjoys cooking, like he enjoys food, and he just like seems to be more. Hmm. Um, I don't know if happier is the right word. I can't think of. It's hard to describe, but I see what where Steve is coming from. Yeah, but that is, of course, 
uh, a tangent that we yes. started. Mm-hmm. Well, of wasn't, wasn't oh, Neelix sorry. supposed well, to be the morale <laughs> officer, basically, too? Isn't that well, one yeah, of his Well, yeah, that charges? was his other... So mm-hmm. I think there's well, that. Not, Neelix is the morale officer, yeah. but Dr. Fox is not the morale officer. Correct. No, he's Correct. not the morale he's, no, he's, he's optimistic, but he's not the yeah. morale officer. No, he's not and the then, morale officer, but he's like very much like someone that you could go to and he'd try and right. cheer you up in a very different sure. way than other sure. characters. That's true. Because sure. there, was, there was no morale officer on... Enterprise, the NXO. Well, there was the cook, and and we never got to see the cook, which is annoying. And there wasn't really the morale officer on Voyager. That was a made-up thing, you know. That was like they kind of just made that up because it's just giving him something. But now, I was going to say, well, Doctor Flox was also again curious about alien species and all those things that Mm. a a little bit aligned with his profession. I wouldn't say that that Neelix had a natural curiosity. He had a lot of knowledge because he'd been out there. Mm. But that's not the same thing as the kind of curiosity Dr. Flox had. Like I said, yeah. I I feel like these are way Neelix, these are very, Neelix very, very had a curiosity when it came to learning about the crew and caring for the crew and mm-hmm. being interested yeah. in what they felt, what mm-hmm. they needed, all that stuff. But again, it's yes. really different. I think yes. the moral center of Voyager is clearly Janeway. And Sure. I even think you could put Chakotay mm-hmm. in there a little bit. I think um, well, they each one had a different take and how they reacted to certain things. I like right. that Chakotay was like, yeah, that's a whole other discussion. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Chakotay is actually a very strong first officer because of how he works with Janeway. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would have made a good Maori in New Zealand. A good Maori? Maori. The, well, yeah, the warrior, the, the type because of the the tattoo on his face and the uh, kind of the South rough Pacific. Exterior. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's a very South Pacific ish, a little South Pacific mm-hmm. look, a little, mm-hmm. a little, a little. Yeah. Right. I went yeah. to New Zealand once. Ah, so I you have know. some, I do. And I did see some Maori like things mm-hmm. and I, I have, um, very phallic souvenir. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Okay. I don't think we ever said phallic before on the podcast. First no, time. Okay. that's the only way I can we, say. We, but it's but there's their their art and their sculpture is very pronounced. Right. So I have right. like a little magnet of a little guy. It's very um very having Maori. to do with fertility. <laughs> uh anyways. No, I don't know if it's specifically fertility, just okay. it is just is. I, I, if if I ever go to news, talk about a tangent. This is one of our greatest tangents of all time. I think so. We use the word fertility for the first time in the big sci fi podcast history. Did we? I think so. I, I, I'm going to say yes. I mean, okay. uh, Anyway, for sure. When we talked about Lord of the Rings, because I, again, I had gone there too. That's what I want to talk about. It's a great place to go to. I want, if first thing I will say, if I ever go to New Zealand, is you <laughs> shall not pass as soon as I get off the sure. airplane and see what people do. They'll probably ever. roll their eyes and uh, mm-hmm. and the sheep because there's four sheep for every person <laughs> yes. in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chris, th- I want to personally thank you, brother, for talking yeah. about oh, that, that. making us watch Voyager. I haven't watched it in uh, years. Don't, don't say make us and watch. You're right. He he invited us to watch. Invited, I invited you, you and it's also like <laughs> into the yeah. I felt like I had to if I want to talk about it at all. So <laughs> so I just I enjoyed these episodes immensely, and mm-hmm. as yeah. I think I'm going to rewatch Voyager in my spare time, and that might become my exercise. Uh, walking on the treadmill 
exercise, Excellent. which I need to Good do choice. desperately. But Chris, thank you, man. I think I think I have a renewed interest in Voyager, and it a lot of it will be like watching it for the first time again. So, cool. I'm glad oh, to nice. hear it. Like I, mm-hmm. I love Voyager. I think it's amazing, but there's a lot of issues. But I think there's so much good in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate you saying that, and thank you all for a really good discussion about Neelix and all of our tangents. Uh, I think this is a good one for tangents. If you're into tangents, I think you're going to love this episode. They've broken a new record. Um, I think so. <laughs> but uh, thank you all. It's been a lot of fun. And before we go, remember, you can find us where you find your favorite favorite podcast. And you know what? Hit up our Facebook group. Uh, you know, just hit us up, tell us what you think, share some, share some thoughts, um, and, uh, ask us questions and give us ideas for, uh, for the future. Cause we'd love to hear them. And once again, thank you all for listening to the big sci-fi podcast. And remember, if you get into the fight, don't waste food, talk it out. 